DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What is happening, draft heads? We've been expecting you. I feel like that is super apt now. Well, oops. Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I feel like that is super apt now, as I was saying, uh, now that we're scheduling live streams, which is awesome. I'm um, so excited. And one of these days, I will actually figure out how to you know, do all the audio things, which will be really neat time for all of us. Um, welcome in to everyone who's, uh, who's watching live. Welcome in to... Those who are checking this out later, be sure to check out the comments. They should be scrolling live, even if you're tuning in later. Uh, and if you are watching live, send in some comments, send in some questions for us, because we've set aside a good chunk of today's show to uh, answer those for you all and get some thoughts on your specific league quandaries and conundrums. Um, but aside from that, let me just dispatch with the uh, with the pleasantries here quickly and, and just remind you that you are watching the Key Pass Collective, of course, uh, your one and only draft fantasy football live stream. Uh, check it out on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, the video version will also be there, but you can also listen on audio. Uh, that'll be up tomorrow. We, of course, are the audio companion and now, now the video companion to the Draft Society. Draft Society is your website for all of your draft needs. We're talking... Um, rankings, stats, articles, um, player projections, rest of season rankings, fixture difficulty tracker, set piece taker tracker, and of course, which we unveiled last week, the brand new app, uh, the Fantasy Toolkit, where you can go and optimize your lineup on a weekly basis. It'll walk you through everything and offer you some waiver wire suggestions, uh, some trade calculations it will uh, rank your team based on roster value there's a lot there and it is free for the time being so check that out um we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second just as a reminder but otherwise yeah it's free for the rest of the season next season it will be exclusive for inner circle members we are an independent fantasy football website after all so do think about uh supporting us all right let's bring in a couple of lovely fellas we got Toddy, we got Ryan. Welcome to you, gentlemen. Ryan, you're just looking really crisp. I got to say it because I know people are going to be thinking it. It's looking <laughs> fantastic. I apologize in advance for the 8K <laughs> uh, HD that I'm in. Um, my wife was sick of seeing me blurry on the, the live stream, so she, she hooked us up um, for better or worse. So, I love that. I won't be able to rewatch that on, on, on Hungarian internet. But why is that? Latency issues. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just gonna be like too much bandwidth, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So drink it in while while you can. <laughs> it's fair. Loving it. It's fair. Um, yeah. So uh, how's everything with you guys? You having a good week and hanging in there. How were the the results from last uh, game week? Not bad. I did I did really well, but yeah, the the title is gone in uh, in one league. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, still battling it out and, and some others. So yeah, swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Um, as much as I was down last week, uh, being two games behind uh, my biggest rival in second place, uh, the tables have turned. Although he had McNeil, um, uh, so he, he clawed, almost clawed back, uh, but he lost and I won. So I'm back to be one game behind and I'm playing him this weekend. So this should be should be a good one. What do the projections uh, say? The, the projections, fan track projections, of course. Those are, this is the Bible. yeah, the fan track. Yeah, the fan track projections are absolutely spot on. Yeah, the fan fan tracks projections. <laughs> I will be honest; I haven't even checked them. But I, <laughs> long staff I, fifty spot. I'm I'm sure that I'm projected to score around three hundred ish. No, I'm projected to lose by six points. Mm. Um, but um, a more reliable projection from our very own draft lad has me uh, eking a win. So it's going to be a tough, tough one. Um, I, I can't say I'm I'm uh, disappointed uh, that I'm not facing Solly March in, in the uh, rivals team. So don't, yeah. Don't jinx it. Well, hopefully at least only one game. Something like that. I'm not sure. But I have I have Ferguson, so swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Don't get me started on Ferguson. <laughs> well, the aforementioned, um, I although it's been brought to my attention, I shouldn't say that as much, but uh, I'll try to think of another word. Uh, the aforementioned... Uh, <laughs> Reliable projections Toddy's talking about can be found in our fantasy toolkit. If you go to your matchup tab, uh, it will basically show you um, your expected projected points for that particular game week um, versus your opponent, your actual opponent in your league for that week, um, provided you are playing on Fantrax. We don't have functionality on other websites yet, but um, if you're on Fantrax, check it out. It is insanely useful, amazing tool. So, um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it, guys. Actually, first, real quick first, let's check in with, uh, with a few of our listeners because definitely there are our, our viewers, I should say, because there's definitely some people joining us here tonight. So um, shout out to Richard Barnes who couldn't make it. He said, uh, have a great snow and then corrected himself show, but then reminded us probably don't do any snow like while we're recording this. Um, so just I something... Mean, I- I could. Uh, <laughs> those three pixels that I'm um, on, probably not many people would notice. Nobody not, will. Yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Nobody not like Ryan. Ryan. I can't. No. Yeah. So something for you guys to keep in mind. Don't please don't do that. Um, and of course, Magnus was asking for Toddy to showcase some some high quality Hungarian beer, but Toddy's informed us that uh, it's wine tonight. Unfortunately, Magnus. Yep. It's not well, a beer night. <laughs> Well, fortunately and unfortunately, right? Yeah. But uh, some Hungarian beer will make an appearance on uh, on future shows for sure. Um, and then let's see. Um, Harbor Boy, good morning from New Zealand. What's up, brother? Tom Husband back with us. Good evening, fellas. How you doing, my man? Pubs with Ab, good evening from England. And he also has kind of a quick follow-up question here. Uh <laughs> Would you have to be a complete nutter to have done a top 10 draft order for next season already? 
<laughs> it's top 12, by the way. But. Right, right. It's first round, to, to be honest, yeah. So if anybody's wondering what that's about, uh, check out Ryan's, Ryan's Twitter, where he got some engagement this week by publishing a first round expected draft order. I was thinking about it. I mean, what, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I, can't supp- I can't suppress these feelings. It's true. I can't fight these feelings anymore. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Okay, let's do it. Oh, and one more. Carl, at Cade, greetings from Spain. Long time. Yeah, long time listener, man. Thank you for, the, for all the support. All right, let's get into it, guys. Okay, so today uh, we are going to chat a couple of stats. Just That's just what I'm calling it, a couple stats. Uh, <laughs> and then game week 35, nope, 36 streamers, my bad. Game week 36 streamers, followed by listener questions. So let's kick it off. A couple of stats. These are care of our good friend at Drafter Thoughts. If you don't follow him, really, what are you doing? Uh, so go ahead and, and follow Drafter Thoughts. Um, gentlemen, Toddy and Ryan, you guys can, uh, I don't know if you know, you can expand your screen to see this a little bit better because I know this is a little bit, a little bit small. Hopefully those on YouTube can make their screens a little bit bigger to see it. But um, our first... Our first stat that we're looking at here is top two players by total fantasy points per team in Fantrax Draft Premier League up to game week 34. I thought this was interesting just to bring up, um, you know, your top scorers in terms of each team. I think it's an indication of what each team is kind of capable of, right? Uh, And then also, you know, just worth thinking about, you know, who maybe we want to be targeting, if there are any pickups here. If there are any guys to um, really start thinking about for next year, I mean, just there's a lot going on. So if we look at uh, this sort of dumbbell graph here, you have one player on the left who is the second highest score, the one player on the right highest score, and you're going to see, you know, in the case of like Odegaard and Saka, for example, right? Odegaard averaging 14.4 up to game week 34, Saka averaging 14.9, very close. Do you have other teams? Take, for example, um, Newcastle, where you have Fabian Schar averaging 10.5, Kieran Trippier averaging 15.9. So a huge difference there uh, in the average scores between the two top uh, scorers. So anything you guys take away from this? What, what do you make of uh, any of these stats? God, Wolves is so, <laughs> so bad. So bad. Almost as bad as Chelsea. I, oh I wanted to shout out. Those are the two, those are the two that... that that jump off the page, I think, uh, Wolves and Wolves and Chelsea for me. Yeah, yeah. No, it it's a it's a good reminder of the fact that, um, yeah, I mean, you could be unique in terms of of your uh, sourcing your players, but you have to get the majority from teams that actually score goals. And and Wolves, that's a good point. Unfortunately, is is a bad bad example <laughs> of uh, of the latter. I mean, if your goalkeeper. Um, unless it's Leno, who's a baller, <laughs> yeah, is your second best scorer, then yeah, that says it all. You're referring to those listening to the podcast, you're referring to Keppa, uh, 8.7, and then Havertz, 10.1. Uh, and you know, when Kai Havertz is, is your, your top scorer on average, that's, that's not great. Almost <laughs> as bad as Ruben Neves is. Ooh, Ruben Neves, what is that? 8.9? It's a little blurry for me. 8.9, yeah. and then Jose saw 7.3. And those are the two top 
scorers on that team. Oh. Does does it get any better next year for Wolves? It has to. It has to. I I feel like, um, I mean, I feel like Lopetegui is just kind of grinding out results um, with this team right now. So he's being very pragmatic. I think he'll have a big summer uh, in the transfer window, get in get in some of his boys uh and so i think they'll be a bit better um if sevilla is any anything to judge by um i think they'll be a bit more adventurous but for now i think he's just slogging out results um so i gotta think that they'll be a bit better but i mean it does give you pause for thought for some of the players that he already has um this season which has been horrible i I think it's I think it was maybe last year or the year before when we talked about how it seems that um, that that whole um, Fosun that's that's what the owners are called, right? Fosun Group or something like that, um, co- combined with with Super Agent um, Mendesh. That whole project seems to have gone a bit stale, and Mendesh hasn't been bringing over these um these guys who 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 have come in to to wolves as a shop window team so i think more the the off season will be crucial in the sense that whether they they will be able to sort of put together a uh wolves of their own so to say as in as in make make an identity without without this uh, mendesh influence and if they do and they bring in a few lopetegi guys then then yeah uh, strong midfield contention uh, uh but but if 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 it's just uh bargain bin hunting then then i fear even nevesh i think most likely will be gone so who 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 remains is a big question yeah there's I mean, talk of him going to yeah. any number of teams I, it's already i mean they're already out there it's, i feel like every day on my timeline it's ruben nevesh you know rumored to a new team yeah it's been the consistent one has been barcelona and they've been mooting uh these these player swaps never happen but they're they're fun no. to read about um <laughs> yeah they've been mooting yeah, Fati yeah. for Nevesh plus whatever. So, I mean, they've if if Cunha is any indication, I mean, they they pulled the trigger and spent a fair amount of money on him um, in January. So, I think, yeah, like I said, I think he'll get some funds, or else he wouldn't have taken this job. Is that uh, not so, a loan? Isn't isn't that a loan to buy? Yeah, but I think it's uh it's either. It's either they have to, it's compulsory, um, or they've already decided to to keep them on. Um, so, I'm pretty sure that that's a done deal already. Um, that's a lot of money for for someone like that. Yeah, I, I still he's, he's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still feel like there there are some unpolished gems there on that Wolves team. Um, I mean, I, we don't have to belabor talking about Wolves, but I I just I just I'm still okay feel that. that there's potential there. I don't know. They must be kicking themselves, letting uh, Gibbs White go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In retrospect, they got a 
40 mil for him i mean that's that's pretty good um that's yeah, true I, he had a good game and he's been decent for for us but i the hype has just been i think it's been overblown for him i like right. him as a player but it's just like 40 mil for him is still a decent deal um, yeah that's fair i just wish they would bring back Geddish, but you know. <laughs> yep yep uh, okay, one one more to mention here. Um, it's, it doesn't look as drastic on the screen because the gap in the fantasy points doesn't you know make the two ends of the barbell as as wide as it would um, it, it maybe should be. But if you look at Lester, you have James Madison averaging fourteen point eight, and the next closest player is Harvey Barnes at eight point eight. And everyone else is behind Harry Barnes. That's the that's the um, frightening thing with these graphs is that is that okay? You have a look at these two, but like like if you look at Brighton or if you look at Arsenal, you you can see that behind the second guy there's a ton of room. Yeah, to, to have decent players, whereas even <laughs> Barnes with his with his. Uh, around 200 plus total points and 8.8 is is hovering above um replacement level and it'd be wolves without without madison basically exactly oh yeah Mm -hmm. man and uh and he almost walked (laughs) last year maybe the last couple of years he's gone he sure as shit ain't yeah yeah relegation yeah yeah he's not going to the championship now all right anything else uh on this one we got a couple more couple more stats to look at so we can we can always move past if you guys are done um real quick i've been thinking about this a lot um villa uh outside of of watkins um i i don't know if the unai emery system is really conducive for a lot of other players to to score well because i i included uh buendia and ghost point hunters this week uh, which should be coming out tonight or tomorrow um and they the numbers are even worse than than i imagined um i mean we're talking about ghost point average of less than five um and if you look across villa um the points just aren't really there um moreno is is hit or miss and he's been the kind of darling of that of that team um i i like i still like Doug louise but he's gone off the boil a bit too um wayne diaz been garbage mcginn had those two games uh that were good but otherwise i don't know um so yeah, yeah it's just something to something to think about in terms of the, <clears throat> the draft <laughs> yeah definitely and i think it's gonna be um watkins is gonna have some rumors flying around around him obviously mm-hmm. they'll probably sign uh, a few players but i think it's going to be watkins and then and then holding on to some decent defenders for for good runs where they when they can keep a few clean sheets i hope um i hope uh with carlos diego carlos is that's that's in there, right with him back um they should they should be much more solid at the back and with the defensive midfielder i want to say kamara um also back for next season i think i think we'll see a very solid defense there um just like last year's wolves or something like that so so i think there will be value 
in the defensive players. Um, not sure. Uh, just just on the same point as as what Ryan said. Not sure on the offense. We'll see. We'll see how they retool. Hmm. Do we know how many starts you have to have to make the list? Um, it's so it's it's it's, it's total points. It's, it's total total, total points. fantasy points. So if yeah. you're wondering about like somebody like Moreno, so the the, the um, uh, brackets indication of a points per um, start is just uh, added info. The uh, the actual okay. Dot. So that's not the yeah, yeah the dot, leading the, indicator. Okay. Yeah, the dots are just based on total total points. Gotcha. Nice. All right, cool. Here comes your next one. So <clears throat> this is defender points per 90 before the World Cup, after the World Cup, and overall. Defender points per 90 before the World Cup, after the World Cup, and overall. So I'll give listeners, particularly listeners, a quick rundown. You've got Newcastle leading the way with 10.4, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, Tottenham, West Ham, etc. And then on the very bottom, Southampton coming in at 18, Manchester City, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth. So that's overall. Yeah. I think um uh, obviously you can see the trends um the differences between World before World Cup and after World Cup and most of the um Sort of the bulk of the points are coming from clean sheets, obviously, but but you can see the value in in those defenses that actually produce uh, attacking-minded players. Like um, I think the best indication of that is is even even though Cancelo had a very off season before the World Cup, um, City's uh, points per ninety was five point nine. And that fell to 4.4, so it dropped one and a half point um, after the World Cup when Cancelo was gone. They still haven't kept clean sheets. They still uh, don't go swell. So that is just the Cancelo effect, mm. essentially. And and um, so so if you if you look at something that a team like Liverpool and you see them being the second highest scoring uh, defense in the league so far. That that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the second most defensively solid team. It just means that they have an absolute monster of a player in Trent, and um, and they get some other uh, points coming around um, uh, from from other uh, defenders as well, like the odd the odd uh, attacking return from Van Dijk or or Robertson. Uh, to prop that that stat up, but yeah, uh, I think that that is just there is just a few um, clean sheets the last few weeks, and basically Trent going ham. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that was Tom's that was Tom's point in the in the chat as well. Yeah, he 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 was mentioning the same thing. It, it's wild that one one player can skew it that much. I love that you uh, that you kind of also coincided that with mentioning uh Cancelo because yes yeah, city has city defenders in particular have just absolutely suffered even before the world cup they weren't very good but but since then they have been atrocious um yeah there's a big drop for arsenal 
obviously um that is that is there there hasn't been a big change in attacking uh, returns i think for defenders from arsenal it's mostly the uh downturn in 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 actual clean sheets and and uh and overall defensive solidity that's saliba um, it's the saliba effect and the interesting one is is brighton for me obviously we have all been um very much on the brighton bandwagon but but that 5.1 jumping up to 7.5 that's that's amazing it's 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 just uh reiterates the brighton love <laughs> the man united jump is huge i think that's the biggest one of the bunch right 6. man united yeah point seven before yeah before world cup 6.6 9.7 after yeah sorry i cut you off <laughs> no, no no it's i'm kind of surprised by that because i just remembered i think delo before the world cup um ghosting out of his mind but i guess they've just they've had they had that good stretch of fixtures after world yeah. cup which i yeah. think they got a bunch of clean sheets so that's probably it but um they've also had yeah. individuals score really really well like they, they've had some of their shaw. um fullbacks and, and shaw yeah score score really well um and actually ghost fairly well so i think yeah i think i think you can kind of wrap your head around that a little bit if you spend some time on it, even though as I much thought, as you hate to uh, yeah, yeah. compliment United. I thought I thought the Newcastle drop-off would be bigger um, because they were such a clean sheet machine before the World Cup, and then after it's... I don't remember the last time they kept one. Yeah. So I thought the drop-off would be bigger, so I'm kind of yeah. surprised by that. Yeah, but that's that's propped up by, by, by Trippier. Trippier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but even he's he, gone off the boil lately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's... He's still 15 points per 90 for the whole season. So I'd imagine uh, even 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 if everyone dropped by like one point, they would still um, have that around 10-ish points per 90 just, just by him propping up the whole defense. Well, we're going to use this to springboard into uh, a bit of a can of worms. So, Drafter Thoughts posted, uh, along with that previous table that we were looking at, he posted, uh, Man City Ds are the third worst this season, only averaged 4.4 points per 90 since the World Cup. Given that Newcastle have conceded fewer goals than them, this doesn't make much, or sorry, only Newcastle have conceded fewer goals than them. This doesn't make much sense. How do Manchester City D's fare in a scoring system that only wipes out the clean sheet for the first goal? He tags overthinking football, which they have been strong proponents, and they have a league where they basically have it where, okay, if if the opposing team scores a goal, your defender loses the clean sheet, but they don't also get penalized the minus two for a goal against. It's It's only subsequent goals after the first goal where they where they lose those points um i'd be curious to hear if anybody in in the chat or if anybody watching um uses this type of system and how they like it but but yeah i mean are you guys in any of these type of leagues or is this something you're you're looking to to move towards i'm co-managing a team with uh with sharp um that doesn't include this system but they they kind of counteract um this by placing a lot more emphasis on like completed passes so the diaz is uh for example like a, a pretty prominent defender in that system 
Um, but yeah, that's that's the only league that I have that doesn't uh, that doesn't just completely obliterate uh, the value of of Man City defenders. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I I'm not in a league like that, but I'd I'd be really interested, and and I think it's it's um, it's not a huge. Um, Pull, pull of the curtain that uh, we have been talking about how or what to do with the scoring system. Like every year, uh, we do um, uh, what to do with the scoring system, and this is one of the one of the ideas put forth uh, that has some traction, I think, uh, among the the um, guys uh, who who make decisions or who suggest decisions. Um, I think, to be fair. Um, the fact that city defenders don't have much to do has a much bigger impact on on their uh, value rather than the odd minus two that they concede um, for the first goal. So I think I think even even with that um, that clean new clean sheet rule, um, they they wouldn't jump. Up the leagues um, for scoring wise, but they'd, they'd be much more valuable. Um, just, just you'd be chasing clean sheets or only one nil losses or or one goals conceded, right? Uh, in a sense, in a sense, yeah. Which, yeah. which lately wouldn't have helped you at all because every team seems to be scoring between three and seven yeah. points, so it doesn't really matter all that much um so toddy you hinted at it but <clears throat> scoring changes so i i just want to this is going to be very brief we're not going to spend a lot of time on this but i just wanted to kind of pick your brains to see if you guys are have anything in the works or anything that you're thinking of or any strong feelings about um scoring changes i'd i would be interested to hear from the community too on this um but uh but yeah basically on the screen you see um scoring for outfielders and where the points have come from and of course key passes is completely dominant uh followed by goals which you know i guess understandably is is pretty uh heavily weighted and then of course uh goals against being the the really the only thing that that subtracts a ton of points from them unless you're somebody like wilfred zaha and then it's dispossessions <laughs> or maybe if you're um Granite Jaka of old, not really this year, but of old, and you get a lot of yellow cards. So I want to be fair, Ryan. So, but um, really quickly, really quickly, uh, we did have we did have a couple of comments um, on on the previous. Hold on one second. On the previous idea, um, Carol saying we use it in my home league La Liga team, and we're very happy with it. It's not an all stats system to be fair, but we had problems in the past with defenders scoring poorly and now it's more balanced. So that's, that's solid. Uh, and then Ben chickens, our good friend, Ben chickens do not change the scoring system based around Manchester city negligence of clean sheets and sole function in the first third of the pitch. Clean sheets should be given big credit. It's the job of the defenders. That's a good point. Yeah. I think the, the issue is not that we don't value clean sheets. The issue is that, that um, there are situations where um, you're punishing the whole defense for one defender's stupidity, or there are situations where um, conceding a goal um, 
doesn't impact the team's value that much. Uh, that is the Manchester City situation. Uh, so yeah, I don't think I, I'm not sure I agree 100% that keeping clean sheets is the defender's jobs in, in modern football, but but I get the point, but I, I think I think the conversations around new scoring and, and scoring changes are are essentially based on or derived from from the notion that that we are not we are not scoring a game where defenders defend attackers attack and midfielders some defend some attack and 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 we can categorize these into well defined um boxes and 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 put put players in where they should be and then and then score them accordingly we have had we have had issues obviously with uh with with players lining up at different parts of the pitch we have we have had uh, questions around where or how people should or how players should be scored based on where they pop up and and all all the all the so our answer could only be uh, it's 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 new age football. They are not positions anymore. They are more roles, and we can't score. We can't score roles. We can only score positions. So we're trying to to sort of um, translate a game in a language that may have may have been um, outgrown by the game itself. Um, so that will obviously be a bit bit more difficult or, or a bit more of a challenge. As for your question on on scoring changes, I think um, yeah, as I said, we are we're talking the main issue here with this graph uh is that that um aerials and key passes are are way way overpowered um i think the two two ways to go about scoring changes and and we have had a ton of people um complete our our end of season questionnaire and and to a bit of a surprise um much more than half of the people who answered uh, or who, who completed the questionnaire um, answered that they don't use Fantrax default, as in they they have amended the scoring system a bit. So so I think the two schools of thought are are mainly add add some more interesting, exciting well-defined categories to make the scoring a bit more nuanced nuanced and a bit more exciting um <laughs> drug by dreams asking if you have advocated for foul suffered yet yeah and, and that that's where i'm that's where i'm leading that's one of those categories you're speaking of yeah exactly that's one of the categories and and you can you can add second assists and you can add uh shots and posts i know that that's a contentious issue but but these are these are categories that don't um change the value or perceived value of players they add a bit they they add wrinkles um to to players values um the other way to go about this is to posit the fact that we want to change the system so that key passes and aerials are not so overpowered. 
and by that change we want to um, equalize value across um, at least across the three outfield positions and that would require more um, more change uh, not not in a sense that that it would it would require a whole new system in a sense that if you take away one bit you have to add on the other side so that so that um, perceived value or actual value remains with um, flair and attack rather than oh, than a system where I don't know and Ryan I think you can speak to this based on the the co-manager team I think I'm very much against scoring um, completed passes because that that skews values so much that, that yeah Rodri is like it, the, the most valuable player in the league exactly um, so that's that's that <laughs> changes things so much that that it's a whole new game essentially yeah <clears throat> that's fair it's all about balance um plus i mean we talked about it with with genie in private chat earlier it's also if you make big tweaks to the system um everybody's used to the old system um obviously you need to do your homework and everything but if you make it so that a certain you know category of players are a lot more valuable than they used to be and vice versa it just it creates a lot of you know deviations um which are, are tough tough to hammer out so i i i tend to veer towards the side of of keeping it um pretty consistent although i will say that uh, i was advocating for the yellow cards to be dropped from three to two points mm. uh, which happened and that was that was fantastic so little things along the margins like that i think are helpful but yeah big changes are are pretty tough to uh to accommodate yeah and i mean it's a, there's also the aspect of like you want to be able to watch the game and still have a feel for when your players are doing things that score points yeah, yeah, yeah right we don't want to add too many things where it's like okay now i'm just completely in the dark and just crossing my fingers about whether or not this <laughs> this player is yeah, doing we, something that's going to give me fantasy points we want to see the ghosts right 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 we want to be able to see them i see what you did there i love that i love that um reminder reminder to listeners and viewers alike ghost points of course are those points that are not linked to uh, either attacking returns or clean sheets. So just so you know what we talk about when we talk about ghosts. All right, let's move on from this because this could be a conversation for another few podcasts, to be honest. So we'll, we'll go ahead and leave that in the dust for now. Let's talk streamers. Game week 36, one week plays with high upside. Okay, here we go. We're going to burn through these quick because we do have some listener questions and then some also Twitter questions. Um, to get through that people are you know left with some conundrums, maybe trying to win their leagues. We're going to try to help you out as much as we can. So let's do streamers. Ryan, I know uh, we Toddy and I got into the document first. So yeah, you yeah, were, yeah. You I had were to dredge the bottom of the <laughs> Fantrax River for these. Um, but I still stand behind them. Um, ZH is one of those guys that uh, there's a, a, a decent likelihood that he doesn't start. However, if he does, the upside is there. He came on and had a pretty good cameo uh, last game week, got an assist and some ghosts in a pretty brief cameo. So 
if uh, you get an inkling that he's going to start, um, he's a great high upside play that uh, will be on your wire. So I like uh, I like Ziaz versus Forrest. Um, Mainsley. Mainsley. Always, always does a job. <laughs> um, he basically will they'll get you seven or eight regardless um, with uh, the opportunity to, to get some random 11 or 12 ghosts. So if you're uh, desperate for midfield help, uh, Mainsley will do a job. Um, Shada, he's... He's that guy that, you know, will get you 8.5 and you just assume that he's going to attack on an attacking return at some point. Has not done it yet. Right. Decent matchup versus, I assume, a a weary West Ham because I think they have a a conference league um, matchup tomorrow. So if he's uh, he's in the starting lineup, he's a decent shot again at at midfield. Um, And I think we talked about it a bit on Twitter, but uh, Brighton defenders... Uh, I think are a trap this week with the the matchups. Arsenal and Newcastle away are two of the worst matchups you could have. Um, I, but I, sorry to interrupt. I agree, but I still think they won't concede five like they did against Everton. I mean, I think combined they probably will. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't. They don't do enough to. I don't think either is a clean sheet, and they don't do enough to to warrant uh, reaching for him. However, someone like Billy Gilmore, if uh, if he gets the two, he's one of those CDM types that will get you six to seven, and then you know over two legs get you fourteen to fifteen, which is what you're looking for. And I think we'll get into it later, but uh, I like Enciso to come in for for March and other um, depth issues mm. uh, yeah. for Brighton, and uh, he's got some some good upside. So. Probably taken in a lot of leagues. I've had him for a while now, um, but I like I like those two um, out of the Brighton double. I like it. I like it. All right, Toddy, what you got? Um, second week in a row, I'm shouting out Tom Kearney. Um, I did last week, basked in the glory that was him destroying uh, Leicester. Indeed. Um, <laughs> So I'm I'm riding until the wheels fall off, as we as we say. Yep. Um, Diop as well against Southampton. Um, I think Southampton scoring three uh, was was a bit of a uh, anomaly. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't expect them to do that again. Um, and Diop was was very solid uh, despite conceding three against Leicester. Um, so I think he's a good clean sheet shout. Um, there's very little value um, this week on, yeah, on the nah, waiver wire. So, agreed. so I think this is this is a bit bit out there. But but yeah, I, I'd I'd uh, imagine that that he is available and and I'd want to pick him up. I um, uh, really quick, Toddy. I went I went into the our tool, our fantasy toolkit. Uh, into the app and I was you know using it as I have been doing all season before you know everyone else uh, was able to pick up the guys that I was looking at on the on the fantasy toolkit but um, I'm just like looking at the streamers for this week and like my god it's just disgusting there's like very few people who are even projected for more than like eight it just is a really gross week so good luck to people I mean, streaming I, anybody. I I um I picked up 
Cesar Aspilicuta and uh, Isadiop on waivers, and that should that should tell you everything about value that is available in in active leagues. Um, I doubt Altera is available um, in in most of our listeners' leagues, but if so, go get him. Um, he dropped an eleven or twelve eleven pointer. Uh, go all ghosts um, this last game week. Um, and uh, my fourth one is Badia Schiele, who <clears throat> came in, scored his first goal, did not do much else, but it's versus Bournemouth. Right. They've got their first win under under Papa Papa Frank. <laughs> um, so so there is a chance there is a chance for a clean sheet there as well. I doubt he scores a second goal in two weeks. No. Let's put it that way. But that yeah, but they you're thinking they might keep a clean sheet against Forrest. Yeah. Might. Might. Yeah. <laughs> he he does he, he can pick I, up a few peripheral stats as well. I mean he he does a, a couple things. Yeah, yeah. He, he when especially when he came in in January he started a few games and he did very well ghost point wise, but that was a very different Chelsea team. Uh so so I wouldn't draw many conclusions. Um that said um, what are you guys' um, bets on clean sheets for this weekend? Uh, over under four clean sheets. Mm, I mean, last week you would have thought <laughs> that. Who were who are you thinking? Fulham. That's, that's Fulham. Potentially, I mean, I hate to say City, but. Uh, yeah, but... uh, I'm pulling up uh, FPL. Chelsea. I'm pulling up FPL Salah. Um, he has maybe. DGW 36 clean sheet percentage. Uh, Newcastle 54%, City 52%, Chelsea 49, United 46, Palace 38, Liverpool 36, Brighton 35, Brentford 35, Arsenal 31. I'll stop there. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a very clean sheety um, game week. Yeah, I think I think Newcastle have a good chance, and Menu with Wolves and Leeds, respectively. But after that, I'm not sure. Yeah, I tend to agree with Drogba. Dreams here, three at the back week. Um, but uh, yeah. I do I do have a couple of defenders here for you, just in case you, you don't want to take that advice. <laughs> uh, love, so my, fir- <laughs> my first the, one... Love the, love the Twitter pick. Yeah, that's been my pick for years. I'm, it's never going to change. Um, so my first one is uh, Murphy, obviously, uh, with the DGW. And um, I think that that's a pretty, pretty obvious one. If he's available in your league, it's a no-brainer stream. Grab him. He was... Um, my opponent had him last week, so I was watching him quite closely. He he was involved. He was definitely involved. He had a few chances he he maybe should have done better with, uh, and in the box offensively, he he was there quite a quite a bit. So I really like Murphy um, to the point where I had him in the document, and then Toddy also wrote him down, and then I gave him some Welcome shit about club. copying me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, I actually I don't mind Lianco uh, this week versus Fulham. He he had a decent outing. Um, and he's been ghosting fairly well in limited sort of little cameos, but um, finally got his full match. 
and he looks lively. He looks like he's going to have a few attacking returns maybe, um, but regardless, at least some counting stats. So he could be decent. Um, Ward versus Bournemouth. Ward has been surprisingly consistent, which I have to shout out Drafter Thoughts again for bringing this to my attention because he said that Ward went for 20 fab in one of his leagues this week, which is wild. But when you look at his scores, actually, I mean, they haven't kept a clean sheet since Everton on April 22nd. And he scored seven and a quarter every week for the last three weeks while conceding two goals, three goals, and one goal. So why not? I mean, if you want seven and a quarter, go for it. <laughs> and then five. very specific. And that's what you want. <laughs> exactly. Seven and a quarter. That's what you're here for. Seven and a quarter. Um, yeah, you're no, you're right. You're right about that. Ben Chickens. Murphy is one of those players who looks like he should score fantasy points, but rarely does. I completely agree. Uh, but I'd, give it- I'd say he, he scores more than rarely. Rarely is, is like every five weeks. I think he's semi rarely. Yeah. Rarish. I'd say, um, on occasion. Fair enough. We'll take it. But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I, I feel like give him two bites of the cherry, and I think he'll he'll be he'll at least give you what Ryan was saying earlier. You know, you want the in a double game week, you want the 15. You're looking for the 15. Um, so yeah, I think he'll he's, he'll have a uh, 150 odd minutes in the double game week. I'd right. Say. Yeah. And finally, this is a, a bit of a random one, but uh, Joao Paulinha, he's actually been doing fairly well. Um, I mean, quietly, I think. And um, Ben, again, popping up in offensive areas, which is very strange. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of it, but his scores recently, uh, two weeks uh, plus, or two weeks of 10 plus scores, and then uh, 6.5 the week before against City. So I think he's turning it on at the right time, and he could be a decent stream against Southampton. So those are mine. So Ward and Polina both in yeah. uh, close point hunters this week. So oh, nice! I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, no, no, that's what I was going to say. Um, also, uh, just an asterisk um, on um, Lianco is that Mitrovic is back. Um, do with that information what you will. Probably a bit this week, of course. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. Probably God, against Southampton, else. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> what I, that's why I said Leon. Screwed, Ryan. You can't you can't make it up. You really can't. Um, maybe some more. That means maybe he doesn't goes. start. Maybe he doesn't immediately yeah. walk back into the team. They've been doing mm-hmm. pretty well without him. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. got keep two, telling yourself that. Or got a goal and assist uh, against Leicester. Vinicius looking like Urente. Spurs Urente. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There were your streamers. Let's answer some questions. Um, so we're going to go, let's see, we're going to go back. Uh, we're going to leave that view and come back to just the three of our beautiful mugs. Uh, we've had some people who, are, who have been um, popping some questions in the chat the whole time that we've been chatting. So I want to go back to some of those and get you guys' thoughts on, uh, on some of these questions. So Harbor Boy was the first who asked, Ryan, I think this will be close to your heart, 
how valuable is Evan Ferguson right now? Who is he similar to in value if you were weighing up a trade or a pickup? Uh, yeah, I mean, these guys will, will tell you uh, how much bitching and lamenting I've I've done <laughs> over the past few months about Ferguson um, because I think we have this inflated value of uh, or inflated thoughts about how valuable he is. Yeah. But I can tell you from picking him up like three months ago, I don't think I've gotten one double-digit start out of him. I think I've only gotten like one or two starts, period. Right. Um, so hope always brings eternal. I would not be opposed to trading him out uh, on a quote-unquote high before this double um, because, yeah, I mean, you have well back there. You have everybody else. Um, would you trade him out for matchups. the... For the for the aforementioned yeah. <laughs> previously <laughs> the, pre the previously touted uh, <laughs> Mitrovic yeah 100% yeah two less games Fulham on the beach Fulham mm. on the beach is I mean they're playing badminton on that beach man <laughs> active top gun um, top gun <laughs> Yeah, they're playing that double football thing. Um, yeah, I think I would. They got a good schedule, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think I probably would. I'm trying to think of other uh, folks I would trade him for. Yeah, let me give that some thought. But who, yeah, I'm yeah, not opposed who, to trading him out at all. Right, like who who would well, who would accept him right now for? For I a mean, valuable play up, asset. Play up the double. Um, I mean, Mitrovic has three games to play. Ferguson on paper has five. On paper. Yeah, obviously he's not going to start five. But he he came on. Um, and I don't want to get into uh, game state, mm -hmm. game state uh, analysis. But he came on in a frantic game. And he got 12 in 45 minutes. Augusts. Um, yeah. So there is definitely shop window type um, uh, situation there. Uh, About Alvarez, I wouldn't do it for Alvarez. There's the no. I can see Alvarez games. I think he's starting this week, um, uh, and he has four KDB. Yeah, because Holland isn't sitting. We no, no, Holland's not going to sit, but KDB probably will. Or like as I said a month ago, I like his depth because he can come in for KDB or anybody across the the front three. Um, we have someone named Evan who is watching currently. Uh, he's <laughs> he's recommending we try to trade him for Enciso. Yeah, I do like Enciso. I like him better than than uh, Ferguson for sure. But We're I setting like, up a Ferguson like for... race against Arsenal, by the way. But I like Ferguson uh, better than Alvarez. Who is this Evan dude? I, I don't know. Evan's saying some controversial shit up in here. I don't know, but I like I like his takes. He said he'd also take Alvarez over uh, over Ferguson. So man, there you go. Comes into the chat and just starts dropping bombs, and I don't know who he thinks he is, but um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right, are we ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here is a good one from Tom. So is McNeil a start versus City? The toolkit, the 
aforementioned fantasy toolkit is telling him no. Um, but it also said to bench him last week. I mean, again, we've talked about projections, guys. Like, don't projections are not gospel. Um, projections are expectations based upon performance previously by that player, but also more importantly, um, in this case, performances against the team that they are playing. And so it's something to keep in mind. It's not, it's never gospel. Don't ever treat it that way. It's just a recommendation. Um, but I did ask Tom, uh, what are your other options? And he responded, the people he's up against are Gallagher, Ramsey, Kearney. He has Bruno and Gross as well. Um, so he's just he's just worried about the projections. It's got him double double thinking, or thinking twice. I'd start I'd start McNeil ahead of Ramsey or Gallagher. Same. What about Kearney? Not Kearney. Ryan. Yeah, I think I'd start him over Ramsey. Um... It's close with Gallagher since he's been scoring of late. The only one scoring, really. Um, normally, I would say start McNeil because you saw what you know uh, Dice had ready for a, a Brighton team that is the most like City um, outside of Arsenal in the league. So you can see McNeil getting uh, getting some some counter attack <laughs> um, opportunities and points. So. I think he's got a decent chance, and like I said, uh, Dice will be ready at home. City will be knackered from the uh, Champions League matchup. Uh, McNeil can can do something. Although I really hope he comes back to earth because the the hype this week has been just unbearable. Yeah, <laughs> totally agreed. Totally agreed. All right, uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, as soon as I can find it here, um, so we have um, one second. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, we have Richard Barnes asking about a dynasty league, which is awesome. Okay. We don't talk about dynasty that odd that often, but we should. Uh, in a dynasty league, would you trade Odegaard and Gibbs White for Poro and Isak? I thought Richard Barnes was not going to stay in the chat. I think he maybe got off Did work it, early or called in and call, like, call, just called in sick to work because he wanted to watch this, which I don't blame him at all. I mean, well, I, I think would. he. If it wasn't dawn at two in the morning. Yeah. So what do we think about this? Ryan? Odegaard? uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, shockingly, I would not. Um, I mean, Odegaard's, what, 24? Gibbs White is 23, I think. I mean, I I like Poro and and Isaac. I I really do. I just don't think that uh, they're going to be – I don't even think they're going to be better than those two next year, let alone in in the long run. So. Yeah, I wouldn't. He might he might be considering the fact that Gibbs White could get relegated, and therefore I think you just lose your value Somebody on him. Pick him up. You think so? Yeah, I don't think he's going back to the championship. No. Yeah, it's it's hard to get a, it's hard to trade out Odegaard like that. But I mean, he, the value's there with Isak. You can't I mean, argue that. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a forward, then. Um, then Isak is prime uh, dynasty forward material. Oh, yeah. It definitely do Gibbs White for Isak, for sure. But <laughs> If I was yeah. the Isak owner, I would scoff at that. <laughs> I mean... Scoff away. I'd scoff at this. In a, in a dynasty draft... Scoff at each other. Is Isak in the first round? In a dynasty I, draft? 
I think he's late, late first, uh, maybe early it's second. Early. Yeah. yeah. Depend, depends on, on the roster you're building. If it's short term or long term. All right, Toddy. I feel like we talk about this every week, but let's just give Magnus a quick question. He's our boy. Uh, which Liverpool forwards will start most rest of the season? After Salah, that is. Of course, yeah. We talked about this a bit in the chat, um, considering next season. But yeah, we were talking uh, about next season. Yeah, but I think rest of the season, um, and I don't think this is this is the ranking based on value. But I think for expected minutes, I'd have Gakpo second. Um, but I wouldn't rank him second for value. I'd have Jota second for value. Mm, interesting. Based on form and based on based on um, how he's been coming in. Uh, and Diaz then, over Darwin. And then Diaz over uh, yeah Diaz over Darwin. Yeah, I don't know who in their right mind would uh, would would pick Darwin to be anywhere near the top of that list right now. Looks a shadow of himself. I like him for value next season, though, if we're talking next year. Do you really? Oh, this is going to be a whole chat. I I think... uh, hmm, I I think... uh, I listen to a lot of Liverpool pods, so you got to know that. But um, even some of the guys who were on him early thought that he was going to develop are, are starting to go back on that and say, I don't know. Sometimes it looks like he does just doesn't have it. He's not going to be there mentally. I think he'll explode. Yeah. And I think because of his travails this season and the fact that they have so many forwards, I think he's going to be available for a pretty good value in the draft. So I'm worth high risk, high reward. Yeah. I think the only way he, he gains much value for me, at least is is if if they start trotting out the four two three one often, which could happen depending on on the profile of defenders they are looking or defensive midfielders because if they are if they're looking for the type that that will sit in a double pivot like um, Caicedo or um, or the like, um, then. Then there is a chance that Gakpo will will uh, spearhead that that um, midfield, meaning that there is a spot for Darwin up top. But um, but if they're bringing in a more dynamic Thiago replacement type attacking midfielder who plays in a three, they are. Um, then it's still going to be a four three three, which means that three attackers are coming in i think i think the the starting and most um sort of preferred starting from three for liverpool next season will be salah gakpo and diaz yeah i think you're right i've actually been thinking about this quite a bit and i think i think you're absolutely right i think i gakpo came in i thought he was not surplus to requirements. We needed him at the time. I thought it might have been a bit of an overspend given how desperate they were. But all that I, all that said, I thought he was kind of like a young sort of reinforcement. And I think he's played his way into 
the 11. I don't know that he's droppable at this point. Klopp loves him. I the the interesting thing, and we are going too deep on this, so we can move on. <laughs> we can move on, yeah. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing for me is that when when is one of these guys being trotted out on the right to give Salah some uh, off time? Because everyone's a left. It's almost as bad as Chelsea. Yeah, everyone's a left-sided winger or a left-inside forward. Darwin well, you know you. You know the only is that Diaz is, is that so mm-hmm. so someone needs to someone needs to give give Salah some time off on the right as well. So well, the only person whose natural position that is is Harvey Elliott. Yeah, and he, he's never been able to play there because of Salah. So I mean, we we really haven't seen the best of him either because um, he's been played out of position his entire Liverpool career basically. Um, but that's not. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So, yeah. Um, Drogba Dreams, another comment. He said, I want Joe on Joe Corner for the Willock updates. Sorry, man. I am uh, I'm a never again. I'm, I'm, I'm a never again. I said it last time, but now it's, now it's for real. I am a ne- I'm a never again on Joe Willock. Not doing it. Not doing it. All right. Uh, let's see. Never say never. Never say never. <laughs> I mean, I no. have some principles. Yeah. Stick to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Carl at Cade. Here we go again. Uh, I've got first leg playoff semis against Shaw and Lindelof, who have a double game week next. Is it Maguire time? (laughs) I picked up Malassia just in case, but I don't think he'll start. Is that too desperate? I think Malassia is ahead of Maguire at this point. I think Maguire... Maguire was healthy in the last two games, and uh, it was Shaw who played centre back, and Malasia played uh, on the left instead of Maguire coming in and Shaw sticking uh, to his uh, full backing ways. So I'd rather Malasia uh, as a hold than uh, than Maguire, but yeah. I'm not hopeful of Malasia two games. They've also played Delo on the left too, right? I saw that they. They have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so I think Maguire is out. For what it's worth. But yeah, Malasia getting two might be a stretch. Um, Varane yeah, may, may be back for for one of the doubles, isn't he? Okay, I know. Um, Lissandra is out for the season, but I think I've read somewhere that Varane is not confirmed out yet so you might poop in the um <laughs> soup where are you going with this <laughs> moving on moving on oh i see like spoil you're talking about like spoil the um yeah poop in the soup okay i got you we could yeah we're gonna coin that that's that's now a term on this podcast right doesn't like it it's fine okay um Ryan, ex- explain this this uh, comment from Banta Boys to me. Which TDS gent wins uh, our Banta Bash SF Clash, Robbie versus Ryan? Yeah, so we, uh, Robbie and I are in the semis of the Banta Bash League, which is an awesome league, by the way. I got to give it up to, to Sanji for, for putting it together. It's a five-a-side league, basically. So, yeah, you only can play five players, no goalkeeper. Um, Robbie and I are in the semis, like I said. 
It's going to be tough. That, he, I did not want to face him, I will say. <laughs> um, I, I dispatched with Chicken Man uh, last week. That was pretty light work. Oh, no. <laughs> How dare you? Just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. I was actually I was scared at the end, I got to admit. Um, McAllister <laughs> gave me a bit of a fright. Um, no, that was a tough one. But yeah, this it'll be a fun matchup. Uh, so I think I'm rolling out uh, Robertson, Joint Boy, uh, Odegaard, and I haven't CISO and Welbeck uh, waiting in the wings. I doubt I'm going to start both. I'll probably just go and CISO, in which case I'll have to go to the bench for that other spot. But uh, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a good one. I'm hoping that I can lock up the regular season title this week, I think, with a win. But the cup is still up for grabs. So it'll be a good one. I like it. All right, he has a real question. Uh, regarding Spurs defenders, after getting slaughtered with Stellini, are Romero and company back on the menu? Romero dropped 16 ghosts. He had a huge week, week last week. Weird. Yeah. He's such a weird player. Um, I think, I mean, I think so. I think you got to, you got to ride it. You got a decent schedule. Um, after, after last week, not everybody. I mean, you're not trotting out Dyer. Um, no. Or Longley, but joint boy. Who's Pedro Porro, by the way. <laughs> Joint boy. Um, <laughs> and Romero and maybe Davies are decent shouts. Anything on that, Toddy? Um, Emerson Royale, anyone? He didn't score that well. Who? <laughs> he was decent. He was decent. I think he I'm not, I, I'm, not trust, I'm not trusting the Spurs defense. Um, so so I'm, I'm out, but... But yeah, I mean, the point points don't lie, uh, but but I wouldn't trust them to to keep keep many more clean sheets. That's fair. Let's uh, let's do a Twitter question real quick. So we'll jump back to that, and if there's any other uh, live chat questions, we can get back to them in just a second. Uh, so Brandon Brisbane Brando, this is just a for Bance, but it's it's fun. Where's the next draft to Palooza? You guys, I got a, I got a notification on my phone. What was it last week that yep. I was in Lisbon? Same here. This time year, last year. year yep. And I, I got, I got the Google photos. I uh, mourned. I, I mourned. Verde stuff thrown in there as well. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, I think, I think um, we have to disappoint Brandon. It's as, probably not uh, Australia, my friend. The, the next draft to Palooza <laughs> is in Iceland. It should. In, it needs to be. Or in Casper, uh, but um, <laughs> but after that we're going to Aussie land. Yeah, yeah. yeah it must be done. It's just a matter of of when. Right. Um, but I speaking of draft to Palooza, I will be in London in uh, two weeks for Arsenal Wolves. So if anybody's around, uh, I'd love to meet up. Nice, love it. All right, so. Then we have, again, Carl at Cade, who's on the live stream, but also just made sure to in include a Twitter question Greedy. as well. It's good. It's good. It's all good. Um, people are wondering these things. Final three weeks. Are there any players off the top of your head who change from must roster or you know a guy you would normally keep to droppable? This is a really good question, actually.
let's get back to this. I have I have one. I have one right off the top of my head. Um, guys like Enzo Fernandez, done. Bye. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's getting you six to eight, see ya. Like th- this is especially if you have something left to play for. This is your time when you need to play high upside streamers. I would much rather play Kearney uh, than Enzo. Um, I might even play Paulinho over him. Like I, th- yeah. Would, would you? Would would um? I I've I've gotten a sneak peek of Ghost Point Hunters, um, and Ryan is not uh, <laughs> Ryan is not impressed uh, with uh, with Emmy Buendia's prospects. Would you? Would you categorize Buendia as uh, changes from good to have to droppable? I mean, yeah, I'd rather trade him out, but yeah, yeah, I think he's droppable for sure. I even with the managerial change, I think I dropped him in November and haven't looked back. So, what about someone like uh, Matthias Jensen? Mm. I haven't tracked him lately. Yeah, Has me he either. Been, he, he, he's, he's been decent. Yeah. But they have West Ham this week and then Spurs and City last two weeks. Which is, yeah. Yes. See, he's he's one of those who's getting you consistently, you know, your sixes, your sevens. Uh, he has some double-digit returns in there, but... Hmm. Villa, Villa are a good shout for this. They have Spurs... Yeah. Schedule is horrible. Spurs, Liverpool, uh, Brighton. Uh, so, so yeah, I think, I think Emmy is on the precipice. Yeah. Watkins is the only one who's definitely worth keeping. You're dropping Dougie Lou. You're dropping Lou, yeah. Ramsey if you had him. You're dro- are you dropping McGinn. You're dropping McGinn. Yeah. Yeah. Moreno's close. Like he's. He's been yeah, dropped in my league. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. What about um, last week's hero-ish decent scorer, Harvey Barnes facing Liverpool, then Newcastle, then West Ham on the final day? I, yeah. Despite his strong name, I just, I've never been a Harvey Barnes fan. He's just He's so boomer bust. Um, I think he's droppable. I'm not dropping him. I don't know if I'm starting him, but I'm not. I'm even, not gonna... even if it's just for the last game against West Ham. I was going to say, right, they're the last game, right? So, yeah, I mean, even just for insurance, yeah. And, and he's a high upside. Like, that's yeah. the thing about a guy like Enzo. I mean, there's no upside there. So, yeah. a guy like Barnes, yeah, you, you still have the upside. So, yeah, hold on to him. I would, Yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way. I would just say if I was in a pinch, like, in the game we came down to it, I would absolutely drop his ass in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so since we're kind of talking streamers already, um, and we've sort of covered uh, Carl's uh, second question there. So um, what I want to do is quick pivot to a question that Will asked where um, he said we probably already covered this, but we didn't really. Uh, do you guys care about having players who are playing for something? I think Fulham over the last couple of weeks has shown that that kind of goes out the window. Um, yeah, some of these teams at the beach are are killing it. Um, so I think you go you go for player specific um, and matchups, regardless of kind of status of of teams. I, yeah, I think I think you can't um, 
sort of make rules on this. I think the the takeaway is that these teams become much more volatile, uh, and we haven't seen an uptick or a, or a, or a great um, escape type situation from from the teams we expected it to. So, like, I was I was I, I think for for three weeks in a row I was I was including language in waivers article on West Ham and Leicester players saying that their quality needs to come out at the business end of the season and they they need to just band together and and start winning games but they haven't they haven't done that and so so in that sense and same with Leeds like they really only need to win one more game essentially to to be almost safe but they haven't managed that for two months now um so so i i wouldn't say that there is a rule or there is a there is a definite pivot from from on the beach type teams to to those who have something to play for um i think it's more it's more volatile it's more unpredictable so so you have to go for those players specifically just like ryan says specifically those players who who you know will be able to go regardless of or semi regardless of how their team performs because we have seen fulham shit the bed a few weeks ago and then now they're prime brazil uh, <laughs> so are everton apparently exactly exactly <laughs> so like what what are you expecting from everton are, are they going to just walk the uh last three games no they're going to be same shit everton no uh, they're going to do ryan a favor they're going to wall up city this weekend it's going to be incredible <laughs> scenes are going to be Don't wild give me any hope <laughs> That's what kills. Yeah, me. but yeah, but that's that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like like that Everton Brighton result, that Fulham Leicester result, both of those any punter would have would have guessed would go um the other ways. Um this guy Evan again is saying that uh it do, it does matter. Yeah, will he sense. give it a rest? I honestly it's like what what have you ever created like I it's like, how have you helped I mean, fantasy managers? We're here trying to help people. I mean, and, there is a, there is a spot on the screen. And what have you you're so, like? If you're so desperate <laughs> to have your opinions showcased, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, start a Twitter account if 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 you want to help people. I hear something like Draft Lad is open, or I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, oh no, that one's already taken. Never mind. Sorry, something else. Uh, anyway. This guy Evan is saying uh, it matters in the sense of rotating lineups, guys getting chances. So I mean that is a concern. So you know some teams on the beach or whatever they got nothing to play for. So let's see let's see what the youngsters have in them. I, I hope uh, that means Mitro doesn't start this weekend, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it? Is it? Speaking is of hope, that kills you. Like so, like so. I think the prime example of this is uh, Madueke and uh, and Buddy Schiller getting chances for Chelsea. Uh, but other than that, like, I wouldn't expect, um, I don't know. I don't even know if he's alive, 
but I wouldn't expect KL KLP to come out of come out of hiding to alive to to get into the Brentford line. He's wandering or, the earth, or or I wouldn't expect um, like I think just just so that we can oppose uh, this this random Evan dude. Uh, <laughs> I think this was the this was the thing that we were expecting last season. Uh, at the end of season, or at least I was, that um, Aston Villa had been safe for a while, and Gerard has been shit for a while, trying to rotate. And every, and every week, I remember every single week, I picked up Emi Buendia, uh, thinking that the fact that he came on, got an assist, and then played well for mm-hmm. twenty minutes would afford him a start in a game that no one cared about. And then he went on not starting. So I think... I, I do remember when we were in, in Lisbon that we all picked him up and he did get that one start that week, didn't he? Did nothing. Yeah, there, there was, was, well, was... yeah, I mean, you can't have it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but 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 yeah, I think... I think... Um, like giving youngsters a chance um is is a bit is a bit of a myth i think i hope i hope um the inner geek luke wilkins comes back to write a guest article or uh or a returning <laughs> guest article on um on end of season giving uh youngsters a chance being a myth or not but um but yeah i'm I'm not having my hopes high up and p- picking up um, <laughs> picking up random streamers for from uh, on the beach teams. The chat is now just loving Evan. Uh, this this random Evan person. He's being characterized as the reverse Flash to Giraffe Lad, uh, <laughs> the heartwarming villain that we all needed in the in the in the chat. Um, luckily, his internet gave out uh, purportedly. <laughs> I, I call it cowardice, but that's just how me. You, how do you kick people out of this thing? That, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not really, not really I'll, sure. Yeah, I'll call uh, Streamyard. Yeah. Customer. Thanks. Anyway, Drogba Dreams had a good question, um, and this is one we haven't really spent any time on. Uh, he says he's a stats guy, but he wants to know what we can learn from Genie again this year, given he's an anti-stats and all you know gut feeling type of guy. Um, can you guys think of any Genie calls this year that have that have uh, come? Come true. Yeah, I mean, we ha- I have to talk him off the ledge about Ryan Christie a lot more than I'd like. But, um, <laughs> but otherwise, it's yeah, true. I mean, he's, I yeah, think, he's got I th- great instincts, and I, I think yeah, the I fact that Kovacic has been injured most season helped his fantasy teams. Kovacic has just got like fifteen or something. I'm sure he picked him. Michael up. Keane is probably the reason why he's why he's doing well in some of his leagues. I assume. So one thing to mention is that Genie is um, going to be coming back, uh, even if just briefly, but to write an article uh, about his his team that he's calling Free Agent FC FAFC. So basically, what he did was he drafted uh, all backup goalkeepers in a league. 100% backup goalkeepers and uh, only played the waiver wire for the entire year and just to see what kind of, and of course trades because that's his his bag, but um, just to see what type of team he could compile. Uh, and so we're going to get 
kind of a postmortem on that uh, and and see see what he was able to do. We did poop in his soup a bit. We of course. Because We're like this. We, is, this is ridiculous. This is never going to work. And I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, we 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 took over um, draft lad Robbie and Gavin and myself took over a team in that league, and oh. we quickly got Fab Monopoly. So we <laughs> we did poop in his soup there. Um, but uh, but yeah, ruined the plans. It, Hope he finishes above you guys. It's not cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think he will. I think he will, to be honest. But but um, but yeah, uh, it will be interesting. But um, let's let's um, give give uh, Genie a challenge live on air with all ten people listening and watching. Yeah. Um, let's see what he's made of. Let's let's ha- let's have him play a full season of IGL International Genie League Champions Division with zero trades. Oh. That's interesting. It's his lifeblood. I know. What what's gonna sustain him? I guess his six other leagues. Kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just saying I'm just saying there's there are people still trading with him, which is which speaking baffles me. <laughs> speaking of trades, speaking of trades, real quick, because uh, we're thinking about this uh, in my main league as a as a potential tweak to our system. Um, so we had a couple trades that were pretty egregious that I I think swayed the the title race. Um, so we are thinking about implementing a system in which there's a trade offer. Um, as soon as it happens, the rest of the league is notified, and you get a certain amount of time to make a better offer uh before it goes through we have we have that. To do that is it, how's have, it working we have that uh for the first uh season in my home league uh and it's it's i think it's working very very well i'm i'm planning What's the on time frame that you get 24 hours we have okay. the, we were thinking the, about that but like i like the i like the opportunity means, to like trade like fab like right before kickoff like yeah, a dollar for something yeah that that kills um during game week trades that's the biggest... don't make an exception for just fab no that's we don't. the kind of carve out that i want to do mm. yeah we do. i mean you can you can have caveats and we we tried doing um like an expedited um run meaning that we have a facebook messenger chat where we where you have those little um icons indicating who has seen the message you know um but you know um so so we 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 wanted to put together a a caveat that that on game week or or mid game week trades um we would waive the 24-hour window if it was confirmed that everyone has seen the original announced trade offer and uh, no one has put in a counter bid. Um, but we didn't end up doing it. We might we might do it for next season. Uh, the only thing we have, um, which I think is a good uh, rule to have, and I would suggest you consider it, is that there is no double negotiation. So um, 
so once the trade is announced then then both parties can receive competitive offers of the trade but once one of the parties accepts another offer the counter offer that is accepted gets done immediately so there's no new 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. hour window there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. and also sense. and also um the counters need to be offered for the same deal so if if you are trading for like diaz plus two fab then you have to offer something for diaz plus two fab you can't say let's okay. let's include gallagher and and take out the two fab and whatever so it's it's just a counter for yeah, yeah. for that negotiated trade yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can you can essentially what it does is that for for those so you don't have and, apples and oranges comparison exactly exactly and i like it, that it achieves and and i'm i'm a victim of or of um or not a victim but a yeah, yeah, yeah. perpetrated some of your low balls. Um, <laughs> of of this but it it essentially um ensures but or or in in time ensures those who like to make uh low ball trades to consider the fact that if they get a low ball trade accepted then it will be countered in the chat yeah so you 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 you're more likely or you're more likely to have a trade go through if you put together a trade offer that is fairer because then then your opposing number won't have better offers to accept cool so uh, i think i think it works and i think it's a it's a good good go between bit for um for trades uh between a free for all and between vetoes which i don't like nice cool i like it all right this has Any been the kpc questions? i don't i don't did want to shout out a few though well first oh, Lord. i like the fact that i like the fact that diddy called zh the chelsea pepe yeah i don't think he's earned that moniker yet but yeah he's still got a little bit of time <laughs> particularly this game week i would say and then Carol shouting out Pamplona, one of my favorite places on earth. I would love to do draft a Palooza there. He he did say, yeah, he did say that. Uh, here we go, Ryan. You yeah. can show us all the best places. I've never been. I I agree. That would be awesome. It's it's a little bit tough to get there. You probably got to fly into Bilbao or something. But yeah, that, we need to put that on the list. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it looks like Sanji wants to uh, meet up if you're there. Draft a Palooza in London. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Hit him up for sure um okay we good any others all right okay all right chat you guys have been fantastic um you're the reason that we've we've been, you know droned on for so long uh, but this has been a this has been a blast uh evan again whoever you are thank you uh so much next time just come on the pod let's i mean shout out the middleman yeah these people these people don't know it but they've heard you they've heard you before um he doesn't want to show that uh <laughs> beautiful face he wants to keep right. his peter parker uh image it's fair that's yeah that's true i mean he's already given them an insight into his uh into his alter ego his you know his his everyday clark kent so i mean next step i guess is just let's see that pretty face <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway adios to the muchachos muchachos this has been the kpc uh again if you have any questions 
hit us up uh, on Twitter. We'll try to get the word out and see if we can get some eyes on it. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, let us know if you have start sit conundrums that we didn't touch on. Obviously, we're willing to help out. But um, for those who listened live, you guys are fantastic. For those who are listening later, you guys are also amazing, especially if you've made it this far. Thank you so much to the community. Uh, you're the reason we do this. We love you guys. Hope the uh, live streams and everything has been has been cool. Let us know if you have any uh, suggestions or anything uh, that we can do to improve. And oh, take the um, end of season survey. Speaking of improvement, take the end of season survey. Nope, is it already closed, Toddy? It's closed. Never mind. Thanks to those who took the end of season survey. We do really appreciate that. And uh, we're going to go ahead and close this down before I say something else I regret. All right. Cheers. Talk to everyone soon. Bye. (laughs)